This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. My favorite murder, the mini sode. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know. Email reading time. I know. It's time for us to read. What do you feel like saying from the bottom of your heart? <laughs> Should I go first? Mm hmm. Okay. Boop, boop, boop. This one's Nola, Halloween hometown haunt. Georgia, Karen, everyone, what's up? I have loved you since Coincidence Island, and that's the first episode I send friends when recommending you. Remember that one? <laughs> I remember the title. It was the shared dentures for me, lol. Oh, remember yes. it was like this like culty, weird Galapagos Island tale. That was the couple on Galapagos Island that was I curse you with my dying breath. <laughs> I still have that needlepoint that someone made us and gave us at a live show. Oh, it was epic. Was That's so in good. my front room. I curse you with my dying breath is one of the funniest things that I've ever experienced firsthand. <laughs> I like that that's our, like, here's the best of (laughs) that story. Okay, you've been my go-to through years of health issues that destroyed my confidence, crazy family dynamics, abusive roommates, and you know, living in the post-apocalyptic world. (laughs) Sometimes I just can't tolerate any overly positive, disconnected content. (laughs) I mean. But then it says, you are real but warm, and your voices are like butter. Thank you so much for all the attention you give to important topics like mental health and reproductive rights. The future is empathetic and female driven. Hell yes. Love it. Also, just so you know, when you're hearing this last night, the Mm -hmm. all the voting returns came in. Ohio just codified abortion rights in the state of Ohio and legalized weed. Hell yes. Abortion rights won big last night. So if you've been stressing that's one thing to stress slightly less about there's plenty of work to do but feel good it's a win it's a win let's celebrate it and then get back to work okay so story time i went to college in new orleans it was just as wild and perfect as it sounds i dated a boy from the neighboring college in the garden district he lived across from a cemetery which is not uncommon in new orleans it was riddled with cats and mardi gras beads and was absolutely beautiful I used to hold my breath passing the eerie gravestones in Houston, but decided against it in New Orleans because I would have died. True. (laughs) This particular cemetery was one of the first in New Orleans to be integrated. It contained a mixture of expensive mausoleums and above ground coping graves that are just short walls built up from the water table filled with dirt without a stone top. Hmm. One day, my wannabe photographer X went walking in the cemetery to take some photos. Ugh. We've dated him. They love to do that. Yeah. He saw what he thought was an animal bone and picked it up. 
only to immediately drop it when he realized it was a human finger. Oh. It had floated to the surface after a recent storm. Over the next week, the finger spirit haunted him relentlessly. On the first day, he badly jammed two fingers playing catch. Oh. On the second, he was putting up a political sign in his yard that gave him such a bad paper cut that it got infected and swollen. Oh, no. On the third, he burned another couple fingers on the stove he didn't remember turning on. This isn't good for this guy. No. That weekend, returning from a night out, his key broke off in the lock. Um, his dumbass tried to use a pocket knife to jimmy the door open. Of course. <laughs> the spring failed, shut closed on one of his last good fingers and cut <laughs> to the bone. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, finger spirit. <laughs> At this point, I was convinced he pissed off the spirits, and rightfully so. When I sprung him from the ER, I told him he needed to leave an offering or something to appease them. Yeah. He brought flowers to the site and the finger incident stopped. <laughs> Coincidence? You tell me. <laughs> I did not grow up to be superstitious, but I've had several experiences with spirits that keep me believing. Regardless if you believe in ghosts or not, I always say, what's the harm in admitting you do? If you claim you don't, they might just try to prove themselves to you. Mm. Mm-hmm. New Orleans is the city of the dead, but the dead aren't so scary if you treat them right. Living there gave me a new appreciation and understanding of the beings that lived before and still exist in some capacity. Stay sexy. And please, can I be a French Quarter ghost one day? Coco. <laughs> Coco. Coco. Coco, first of all, I loved your movie. That was so good. Also, after the like second or third injury, you'd be like, this is bad. Oops. I've really messed up. I've upset the spirits. Yeah. Ooh. Truly, it's like, why didn't a hammer fall from the sky and mm-hmm. land on his thumb? This was like every possible, <laughs> most painful finger injury. I mean, good thing he didn't find a skull, right? Because any he... <laughs> For real, good point. <laughs> also, like, why aren't those cemetery gates closed if there's bones on the surface? <laughs> like, can there be a three-day hold? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The f- subject line of my first one is, not everyone is a murderino. Uh-oh. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know. Hello to everyone. I am a MH counselor at a small Catholic liberal arts college. And at the end of every semester, the women get together for a fun pizza night. (laughs) Pizza nights are never fun for anyone unless you're in the youth group as a child and you'd never tried drugs before. (laughs) Yes, it's like pizza night has the underpinnings of you're either (laughs) trying to not do drugs or you're about to learn how to do drugs. (laughs) Don't do drugs, everybody. Okay, so after eating, each person is encouraged to stand up and announce something positive that has happened. (laughs) Oh, mental health counselor. That's what they mean. Oh, mental. I'm a mental health counselor. Yes. I was like, what could that be? I literally was like, high school? That's the first thing I thought of. M-H. And the first thing I was like, what high school is that? (laughs) And it literally goes on to say liberal arts college. But right. Anyway. Okay. So wait, let me read this again, because the next line is so funny. After eating, each person is encouraged to stand up and announce something positive that has happened. I dislike it so much. (laughs) (laughs) Typical answers are getting tenure, birth announcements, family vacation, and research completion. Mm. When it came to take my turn, I couldn't stop myself. It was April 25th, 2018. I stood up and said they caught the Golden State Killer. (gasps) Oh, my God. Uh The DNA matched and they got him. Three (sighs) exclamation points. 
I also think I recommended Michelle McNamara's book. When I sat down, the entire room went silent for an extended period of time. Oh, no. (laughs) Then my coworker got up and said, she really likes murder mysteries. So this is like her Super Bowl. This did not help. (laughs) I still get awkward glances from a few coworkers. Just remember to stay sexy and not announce serial killer captures at work events. Gretchen Shear. <laughs> oh my God. I love it so much. I wish there was just like one person who had cheered and that became your best friend, you know? Maybe there was someone then they just didn't have the guts. I mean, maybe you're going to be the trailblazer, but it is important to remember true crime is very specific and the people who don't like it are truly yeah. horrified by it and yeah. keep it in the family is what I'm saying. But my thing is like, People are super into this game where people get concussions constantly so bad that they have the brains. Yes. (laughs) And that's okay. But like (laughs) us being glad a serial killer got caught is not. Well, I think it's a good way to tell women what to do. Mm. And I think the criticism is all about how dare you go off and do a thing that is for no one but yourself. Right. And it is about kind of like caring about a thing that you're basically saying, I'm acknowledging this happens in our culture. And there's certain people who are like, I deny that this happens at all. Yeah. Yeah. So there. Wow. I just stumbled upon the great question is answered. Why women like true crime? (laughs) When we've been asked for eight years by journalists, we're like, oh, can someone please write that down? (laughs) It just came to me. I needed to think about it for eight years. (laughs) Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. 
Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Okay. It says, my bedroom piano is a time-traveling portal? Question mark. Ooh. Hi, Georgia, Karen, Vince, and Animal Babies. Aww. Huh. I was just listening to Minnesota 278 when Georgia asked for glitch in the matrix type stories. This happened to me around nine years ago. Wait, can I just say something really quick? Uh-huh. Because of TikTok, I have started seeing glitch in the matrix videos, and <gasps> I now understand what you were trying to explain when oh. we first talked about it. Because there's one of a Southwest plane, and I think it's because they're driving in a car going the other direction, but it literally looks like the plane is hanging in the air, not moving, and it is so fucking creepy and weird. Yes. Glitch in the matrixy shit. I love it. Right. Which there's a scientific explanation, surely, somewhere. But it's very uncanny valley of like, oh, maybe perception isn't reality. Yes. And also, we've never seen this before in... There's been airplanes for a long time and cars for a long time. So yeah. why is this new? But anyway, sorry. I just want to say that because there's been a couple where I'm like, that's what it is. I get it. <laughs> now I get it. Yeah. Like Georgia, I was big into the random chat rooms when I was starting out on the internet. And then it says, anyone remember Tagged and IMVU? Don't remember those. And it says around 2007, which is past my prime. I met this guy who we will call Rob. He was similar age to me and a few towns away, close enough to feel local, but too far for us to meet in person. We would talk regularly after school for at least a year, maybe even two to three. As we continued growing up, we eventually lost touch. Rob. I totally had those like close friends. Well, our fucking, our marketing director, Aaron Brown, is my friend from Live Journal from like from 2001. So great. I love that one. I do too. Then we became IRL friends, so it's not weird. Flash forward to 2015, when I was now in my early 20s, my boyfriend at the time invited me to a Christmas party his work was having for the entire company. I met a bunch of his coworkers and had a nice time. Now, flashing forward another couple weeks, my boyfriend and I were hanging out in my room and he dropped something. I have a piano that I use as a dresser next to my bed. Don't ask, lol. We had to slide the piano over to retrieve what he had dropped. When doing so, something else fell out of the piano. It was an old ID for one of my boyfriend's coworkers. Super confused, we both questioned how that could possibly be there until I read the name closer and realized not only is it my boyfriend's coworker, it's my long lost internet friend too. No. If I were her boyfriend, I'd be like, you're having an affair. Uh, that's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> I would just be like, so you can go ahead and take this ID right. and get the fuck out right now. Exactly. We're, this is done. Yeah. We still have absolutely no idea to this day how Rob's ID. I don't think she'd write this if that was what was really going on. You know what I mean? Because it's her house. So Rob would assume that that the key card was. (gasps) Oh, yes. That someone left their ID. Oh, yeah. Got it. But maybe he just like brought home the wrong ID once and it somehow got 
pushed behind. I don't know. That's a tough one to write off. But it doesn't make sense that it's also her internet friend from fucking 10 years ago. Yeah. Did she just write in an email and tell on herself that she was having an affair? Yeah, like, I don't think she would have done that. I think she would have This is like, a great cover story. Yeah, let's Brilliant never talk move. about this again. <laughs> we still have absolutely no idea to this day how Rob's ID got there, as it was older than the years my ex worked with him. Holy shit, it was from before the new boyfriend was at the company. Yeah, and my family has had the piano since around 2009, which has moved around several times in two houses. So maybe it was his piano before. Love you guys. And please tour Canada again, specifically Okanagan star, she, her star. I think that guy was in your house squatting. Yeah. Or what is it called when you're in the walls? Frogging. <laughs> <laughs> piano frogging. <laughs> Inside a piano. <laughs> they're like a masochist that's also needs an apartment. So yeah. they're hiding inside a piano. That is crazy. Yeah. We kind of fucked up Star's whole story with conjecture and accusation. I (laughs) I apologize. That's what we do. (laughs) I apologize, Star. I want it to be gossip. Okay, (laughs) here's my next one. And it is bad dog stories. I can't get enough of these. I think they're so funny. Okay, it just starts. Hello, MFM family. I just heard the mini-sode about Ferris the dog in which you asked for more anti-hero dog stories. My childhood dog buster was an 18-pound dachshund beagle mix with a death wish and a stomach of steel. <laughs> you might as well just substitute Frank because this is oh my God, I love it. absolutely a Frank story. He was known to snatch sandwiches and hot dogs out of the hands of small children at birthday parties and barbecues. <laughs> oh my God, Elvis did that once to Matt McCarthy. He knocked a Subway sandwich out of his hands. A grown man. And then went and took it? Tried to. He once knocked a chicken nugget out of someone's hand and (laughs) walked away with it. (laughs) Gotta get that food. They're hustlers. And my family quickly learned to push our chairs in because he could and would climb up on the dining room table. Keep in mind, this dog was barely a foot tall. His love of anything remotely edible nearly killed him on multiple occasions, including a time when we had a house guest who was running an ultra marathon, boo, and had packed various <laughs> energy supplements and caffeine goo packets. <laughs> what is that ultra marathon? Isn't a marathon enough? I think it's like they run for 48 fucking hours or something. Jesus Christ. Hold on, wait. Let me let's look it up really quick. Cause I'm I'm just kidding. I'm sorry I booed you. You you can do things no one else can do. What if it's a, a marathon, but you're being wheelbarrowed the whole time? <laughs> so you know? it's ultra. On your hands. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. It's so hard. The oh calluses God, you, have, you have to have. A- you have to wear gloves. An ultra marathon, also called ultra distance or ultra running, is any foot race longer than the traditional marathon length of 26 miles. So a 27 mile is an ultra marathon. The most common distances for ultra running are 50K, 100K, 50 miles, or 100 miles. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-mm. 100 miles are also called centurion races. Holy. It's also called knee replacements when you're 60. It's also called you hate everybody around you. And you're just like, <laughs> gotta go run for four fucking hours to get away from you fools. Right. This is the only way that my brain will stop talking to me about how much everyone sucks. My dad used to run marathons. My and mom I was and dad always did too. Like, did they really? Well, it was so popular in like the late 70s. It was a true trend. Yes. But I was always just like... So you could be hanging out with us, but you're just like, yeah. bye, I'm going to go run for two hours. Get Fine. It. My parents did it in their 40s, I think, to like prove to themselves that they could still 
do that in their 40s, which I thought was right. pretty cool. Are their knees and hips fucked up now? No, they're fine. I, my dad did a couple oh, and my mom, I think, did one. Yeah. But they're fine now. I mean, honestly, when I booed, it's because I'm jealous because there's nothing hotter than you're like, oh, I met my newest boyfriend in a running club. Right. But then you have to keep up the facade the whole fucking Oh, you better. (laughs) If you join We're saying this from our couches and we're saying this because we're lazy and we're scared that if we say, yay, good job, you're going to make us do it too. (laughs) So we're saying boo. So you like stay away from us with the idea of marathons. As if people are fucking inviting us anywhere near a marathon. I truly, it's like, who cares what we think? But anyway, here we go. We're supposed to be talking about this dog, Oh, yeah. Dogs. Okay. So, a time when we had a house guest who was running an ultra marathon, yay, and had packed various energy supplements and caffeine goo packets. Buster got into his bag and consumed more (gasps) caffeine goo than anyone ever should. (laughs) (laughs) We were bearing the lead of a great story. Totally. Because we need to talk about ourselves. I need to relate to every single email that's sent to us. Another time we went on vacation and left him in the care of a neighbor who had a well-behaved dog. Buster was a bad influence, and together they ate a huge box of raisins, and they both had to have their stomachs pumped. (laughs) My parents footed the vet bill for both dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Come on, it'll be fun. Multiple Christmases and Easter's where he ate all the candy and chocolate in our Easter baskets and in our stockings. One Christmas, when we were considering getting a second dog, our hopes were dashed when Buster ate a 16-ounce bag of chocolate chips and racked up thousands of dollars in vet bills. Oh, my God. We knew something was really wrong that time because he hadn't finished the bag. (laughs) (laughs) Thanksgiving circa 2014. On the Saturday after Thanksgiving, my mom boiled the bones of the turkey to make soup broth, then disposed of them in the kitchen trash. That afternoon, we locked Buster in his crate in the kitchen while we went for a walk in the local park. Mm. When we returned, he had somehow escaped from his crate and eaten the entire skeleton of what had been a 17-pound turkey. (laughs) The, The vet told us over the phone that the only thing that we could do was cross our fingers and hope for the best. Oh, my God. Buster spent the night vomiting in the yard and greeted us the next morning with a face that said that he had emerged from the ordeal stronger than before and would happily do it all again. <laughs> Despite all his antics, Buster was a sweetheart and I have very fond memories of my childhood with him. He had a huge fan club in the neighborhood and would always be greeted by a swarm of kids when he walked to school with me and my sister. Mm. Stay sexy and remember that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Oh. <laughs> Julia, she she. Oh hurt. my God, I love love that julia you're a great writer first of all for truly good job it's so funny how much like it's like i remember somebody very early on in my dog ownership journey somebody telling me dogs can't eat grapes right and being like i would drop a grape in the kitchen as i was eating them be scared to death and like at this point I've had Frank for over 15 years and I've watched that fucking dog eat. It's like watching a dog eat a bomb and you're like, no, no, no. And they just like do it real fast, staring right at you. And then it's like, well, here we go. And nothing happens. That meme of nothing in the world is faster than you yelling what's in your mouth at a dog (laughs) than a dog running after you yelling what's in your mouth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
<laughs> so true. He was eating those little red berries that are like poisonous berries that are on no. bushes that bloom around this time. I went into the backyard. They can't even taste good. No, it's like, what are you doing that for? Springtime's all about making a fresh start and nothing says clean slate like completed to-do list. If your to-do list includes finding a home security system, look no further than Simply Safe. Simply Safe is an award-winning home security system and it's a top pick at publications like NerdWallet and CNET. Simply Safe's easy to install HD cameras keep watch over your home day and night. Plus their advanced sensors can tell the difference between a break-in, a weather event, or a false alarm. And if there is a break-in, Simply Safe's 24/7 professional monitoring means you'll have a trained agent on standby. They can talk to intruders in real time and dispatch emergency responders. If you need help during setup, the Simply Safe customer service team is world class. Newsweek recognized them as the best in the business. You get all this peace of mind for less than $1 a day. And if you don't love it after 60 days, return your system for a full refund. Vince was out of town the other weekend, and I have to say it was such a comfort and felt so secure because I have an alarm system in my house. If I didn't have that in my house when Vince was out of town, I'd go stay with a friend because that alarm system gives me peace of mind and I need that when Vince is gone and I'm home alone. So find the peace of mind you've been searching for. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/fave. That's simplysafe.com/fave. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, my last one's called A Family of Thieves. It starts, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. (laughs) While listening to the episode about jewel thief Doris Payne, her story reminded me of the time I learned I come from a long line of thieves. I was doing family research on my great uncle, a photographer for the Chicago Sun-Times, and someone who I would have loved to meet. I connected with his son through Facebook and was able to visit him a few years ago. My cousin's condo is like a museum. Pick up anything, and it could either be worth millions or 50 cents. In his 83 years, he had done a lot of traveling, collecting, and making good use of eBay. And then it says, yes, he's a cousin in his 80s. We're Italian. I have no idea how many cousins I have or how I'm related to them all. (laughs) I was doing very specific research on my family, mainly the mafia connections and how many of my dad's stories were actually true. My cousin told me that his condo was the hiding place for many of the things his uncles and other members would steal before moving them to the next place. Mm. He said that it happened so much that he was sure there was stuff hidden behind the bathroom wall and in the ceiling that they had forgot about decades ago. Open it up. Open it. One thing that was stolen was a very large, very expensive painting. I asked him how they hid the painting and he said it was put underneath the couch that I was sitting on at that very moment. (laughs) His response to my shocked face was this, quote, face it, honey, you come from a family of thieves. (laughs) Considering what the mafia is usually known for, I guess being thieves isn't so bad. Much love, Elle. I love that. Someone's got to be thieves. Yeah. Come on. Someone's got to be the fucking middleman of thievery. I like the idea, though, of stealing stuff and bringing it to your cousin's house who has a big collection of stuff and sticking it amongst that collection so that you don't get caught. Right. Or bring someone who has nothing to do with the whole thing anyways, so it wouldn't be suspected. Yeah. You put up your little diamond on the mantle next to the crystal poodle. I got this at an estate sale. Nothing. Yeah. No big deal. Okay. (laughs) This says a hometown babysitting kind of story. 
Hiya. I'm from a small town in the middle of the UK, and in the 1970s and the early 80s, we had summer play schemes. (laughs) No idea what that means. (laughs) It sounds scary, actually. Mm -hmm. The local high school would put them on. Oh, I think it's like summer plays, like a series of plays. Yes. Perhaps. The local high school would put them on, and kids from... No, I think I was wrong. And kids from the five, six mile surrounding... (laughs) We're just going to use our context clues and we're going to build the case as we go and figure this out. Okay. It's not a play. The local high school would put them on and kids from the five, six miles surrounding would all attend. (laughs) Usually from the age of around eight or nine up to your mid teens. What do you think this is? Like a, I don't know. Like activities? Just like, almost like day camp? Yeah, like a little um, carnival that you put together, maybe. You know, it's just for people from around the five, six mile. (laughs) And it's just a scheme. Calm down. Okay, continuing on, hopefully more will be revealed. Now, my friend Lisa's not her real name, mom, worked at the local youth club and therefore helped out with the play scheme (laughs) along along with some other adults from youth club. So there's adults there. It's not just kids by themselves. All right, we're adding, we're adding. Okay. This is official, structured, civic. The odd teacher and volunteer parents. So there were about 12-ish kids to each adult. This is day camp, I think. Yeah, I think so. We had the run of most of the ground floor at school. There would be games of cricket and tennis in the grounds and loads of crafts and bouncy castles, trips to big adventure playgrounds, canoeing, swimming, learning about... Oh, yeah. It's summer camp. Yeah. This rules. Learning about Native American cultures and the occasional visit from the local zoo with assorted pythons, tarantulas. Then one hot summery day, Lisa and I were, at the decrepit age of 12, helping clear up in one of the craft rooms when her mom asked if we'd, quote, babysit for Susie for an hour or so. Lisa and I shrugged at each other and agreed. We all walked down to the staff common room to meet Susie. We both wanted to appear grown up and responsible, so in our haste, we hadn't asked anything about Susie's age or what she could eat or anything. And there she was, in the staff room, happily playing with Jeff, one of the youth club grown-ups. Susie was a beautiful five-month-old lioness cub. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, every 12-year-old's dream. A dream. Playful and spotty still, with massive paws. The grown-ups all looked at us nervously, but we were already sitting, playing with Susie on the floor. Oh, I just oh. I just wish I could do that. I want so that. bad. I want that. So it's okay if we go to the pub for an hour, Lisa's mom asked. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they wanted to go drink. Of course, yes, we both trilled. For the next hour or so, we played about with this massive kitten until she curled up and went to sleep between us on the sofa. (sighs) Purring. Susie, I found out later, came from Whipsnade Park in the south of the UK, (laughs) where she took part in their captive breeding program and helped to restore the native populations in places like Kruger National Park in South Africa. Since her mom had died and she'd had to be hand-reared, which is how two 12-year-old girls babysat for a lioness whilst all the adults were in the pub. And then it says, I loved the 1970s too. Stay sexy and trust 12-year-olds with endangered animals. Love to you both from my small hometown in the wildest East Midlands, Claire XXX. Claire. They were all kittens playing together. 
Oh my, but also literally one false move and one of those girls could have lost their eye. One like playful move, overly playful move, like not even malicious, just like, see my claws? Yeah, I'm like a cub, so I actually can't control them. Whoops, I just ribbed half your face off. Totally, I mean, oh my God, that's amazing. It's so good, it's It's amazing. It could never happen again. Also, East Midlands, there's a bunch of procedurals about that, so I kind of- like to think I know where Claire is from. Is it moody and brooding? I think so, if it's what I remember. Either Vera or one of the other procedurals is filmed up there. And it's basically, yes, it's very Moorish and very countryside, mm, beautiful. Bogs, lots of bogs. <laughs> a lot of bogs, a lot of boots, rubber boots. <laughs> wellies? You mean wellies? Oh, yes, I absolutely meant wellies. Send us your stories about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> whatever have you ever seen a tornado would you please write into this podcast that's, right. that's supposed to be about true crime and tell us about extreme weather events you've witnessed <laughs> please we appreciate it mm-hmm. oh and also stay sexy and don't get murdered Goodbye. elvis do you want a cookie this has been an exactly right production Our senior producer is Alejandra Keck. Our editor is Aristotle Acevedo. This episode was mixed by Liana Squalachi. Email your hometowns to myfavoritemurder at gmail.com. And follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at myfavoritemurder and on Twitter at myfavemurder. Goodbye. Follow My Favorite Murder on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase My Favorite Murder merch.